Welcome to the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. I'm Aaron Van Dorn, speaking to you from the Lancet's New York office. As the global burden of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease rises, health services are under pressure to treat exacerbations efficiently and effectively. The ways in which COPD exacerbations are handled varies from country to country. Some exacerbating patients are admitted to emergency care, while others are treated outside of the hospital by general practitioners or nurses. In this podcast, I talk to clinicians from New Zealand, Brazil, and the United States about how COPD exacerbations are treated in their country and the hurdles they face. First up, I spoke with Dr. Michael Epton, director of the Canterbury Respiratory Research Group at the University of Otago in Christchurch, New Zealand. Dr. Epton, could you give us a brief overview of COPD in New Zealand? How prevalent is it, and are there any groups that are particularly at risk? We've never actually done any formal prevalence studies of COPD in New Zealand, and this is a concern to us, but uh, we... think probably about 15% of the adult population have got COPD. Now, in terms of our relatively small population, that's about 200,000 adults. The main issue really relates to differences between Maori and non-Maori in terms of the effect of COPD. We don't have prevalence data for Maori versus non-Maori, but in terms of hospitalization, uh, Maori are about three and a half times more likely to be hospitalized. This probably reflects a number of issues, and it relates to socioeconomic issues and smoking-related issues. The rates of smoking amongst Maori are considerably higher than amongst non-Maori, and also socioeconomic effects also impact on decisions about coming into hospital. How are COPD exacerbations managed in New Zealand, and what are the main barriers to effective care for exacerbations? What we see in New Zealand, and we studied this immediately after the Christchurch earthquake, was that a lot of people are coming into hospital with exacerbations of COPD. We have probably one of the highest rates of hospitalization for COPD, and this reflects a number of factors around our healthcare system in terms of access. For instance, to see a general practitioner requires a payment, whereas to go to an emergency department in a hospital is free. And ambulance services are relatively easy to access and respond very quickly. So what we've identified is that there is a group of people who use emergency departments and hospitals as their first port of call, for the want of a better term, for an exacerbation. And this has led to very high rates of admission to hospital. And there's a number of reasons why this occurs. But but essentially, a lot of people end up in hospital with relatively minor exacerbations. And this is an extremely, for, from a hospital system perspective, this is not the best way of using resource. And so we've been looking at, in Christchurch, we've been looking at different ways of uh, managing the patient and the healthcare system such that, that it responds differently to different severities of exacerbations. Understanding it may not necessarily be the severity of the underlying disease. It is the severity of the current exacerbation that appears to be the issue here and how people respond to it. And certainly we have in New Zealand what we've kind of called an express train to hospital, such that the way that the healthcare system responds to people with COPD, the default really is for them to end up in an ambulance, then they end up in the emergency department, and then they end up on a hospital ward. So we've been trying hard to change that. Well, Dr. Epton, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Next, I spoke with Dr. Fabio Pita of the State University of Londrina in Brazil. Dr. Pita, could you give a brief overview of COPD in Brazil? How prevalent is it? And are there any groups at particular risk? Based on the currently available data, what we can say is uh, at this moment is that COPD remains still highly underdiagnosed and undertreated in Brazil. We believe the overall incidence of COPD is still unknown in the country, but we know, for example, that the disease affects approximately 16% of the population of Sao Paulo, which is the largest city in the country. As in many other places, 
smoking rates are going down in recent years in Brazil, but uh, on the other hand, it is estimated that a very high proportion of individuals with the formal diagnosis of COPD still do not have access to bronchodilators as well as to influenza vaccine and to uh, smoking cessation advice. Perhaps another aspect of the question is that there are considerable contrast in healthcare structure in Brazil, which certainly reflect the existing social and regional differences, so that certain proportion of patients have access to private healthcare insurance with or without medication coverage and uh, oxygen delivery, whereas the majority still relies on the overcrowded public health system in Brazil. And as I said in the beginning, this indicates that a considerable proportion of patients with COPD in Brazil still remain undertreated, increasing the risk of becoming possible uh, frequent exacerbators and uh, functionally limited. How are COPD exacerbations managed in Brazil, and what are the main barriers to effective care for exacerbations? We know that approximately one in each five hospitalizations for respiratory problems in Brazil is related to a COPD exacerbation. And as in many other countries, mild and moderate exacerbations are treated in outpatient clinics. They're sometimes undertreated or even untreated whereas uh, severe cases are normally directed to tertiary care in hospitals. There is no uh, formally standardized path for exacerbation management in Brazil, and facilities often try to follow national and international guidelines as much as possible. And one important barrier or bottleneck, perhaps, is in Brazil is the, the rather limited primary care system, which characterizes the Brazilian healthcare structure in many regions. And its improvement of this healthcare structure would greatly increase the offer of uh, proper pharmacological treatment, pulmonary rehabilitation, and also oxygen therapy to those uh, less served areas and social class. Well, Dr. Peter, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you very much, Aaron. I hope this is useful. And finally, Dr. Maylin Hahn of the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Could you give us a brief overview of COPD in the United States? How prevalent is it, and are there any groups that are particularly at risk? COPD is an important cause of morbidity mortality in the United States as it is globally. Uh, currently, about 6.5% of the U.S. adult population reports a physician diagnosis of COPD, and that includes chronic bronchitis and emphysema. We have wide variation, though, in the prevalence across the U.S., and so in part, this relates to smoking prevalence, but we know that in general, individuals at increased risk do include those who formerly smoked and older adults, although interest Interestingly, some of the more recent data suggests that the prevalence is shifting towards younger individuals. In general, we also know that COPD tends to be more prevalent among individuals of lower socioeconomic status. So these individuals are particularly at risk, for, I think even more so within the U.S. healthcare system, and present some specific uh, challenges to uh, caring for individuals with COPD in this health system, particularly those who exacerbate and end up in the hospital. How are COPD exacerbations managed in the United States, and what do you think are the main barriers to effective care for exacerbations? Mild to moderate exacerbations are typically cared for as outpatients, but for individuals uh, that may not have a good care system, and then also for individuals with more severe exacerbations, these will end up being cared for in the emergency room and in the hospital. I think that the care received in the hospital probably mirrors the care received elsewhere in the world, but I think one of the challenges that we have in the U.S. is uh, coordinating 
care, particularly during the transition from the inpatient setting to the outpatient setting, where the teams and the health systems may be completely different, and the medication formularies may be particularly different. And so their patients, I think, remain particularly vulnerable in that transition period, in particular if the patient uh, doesn't have a strong social network when a lot of patients need extra care and help from family members in particular and making sure they get their medications and making sure they make it to their appointments on time. I know other health systems are exploring things such as a hospital at home or ways to keep some patients who perhaps in other settings would have been cared for on the inpatient side in the outpatient setting. And we really do not have a strong framework for this kind of care in the U.S. either. So right now, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services has introduced a hospital readmission reduction program that imparts a penalty to hospitals where patients are readmitted after a COPD exacerbation within 30 days. So there's right now a huge focus within the U.S. about how we can improve care for patients, both as an inpatient, but also I think during this particularly vulnerable transition time. Because the health systems within the U.S. vary so much across the country and even within one state, no single way of best managing this has really emerged, and it really is sort of an ongoing effort to improve care here in the U.S. Well, Dr. Hahn, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Okay, thanks so much.